From body image pressures to social media likes, sometimes it can feel like the world is full of noise. And that's exactly why we've got to start talking out loud. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host today, Mercer, a health journalist and eating disorder survivor. I'm glad you're here. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Talking Out Loud, the podcast that's all about helping you find your voice. I'm your host, Danae Mercer, and today I'm joined by the incredible Erica Kramer. She's the queen of confidence. She's an international confidence coach who has shown how you can turn trauma into triumph. Erica, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Honestly, thank you. Now, what does an international confidence coach do? Like, what, what is that? <laughs> so I get to talk about confidence to women all over the world every day. It's amazing. It's the best job ever. Um, I, I basically help women to let go of the idea that confidence is something you are either born with or not born with, that it's reserved for the pretty ones, the skinny ones, the celebrities, those girls over there, air quotes. It's really an amazing thing to be able to understand what confidence really is and how each and every one of us can cultivate it if we are willing to do the scary stuff that it takes to create it. So um, I have a global program. I also serve my women here in Melbourne. So blessed that I get to do this, especially in the year that is 2020, where I feel like confidence crashed for everyone. That's so true. I mean, I know I've tuned into one of your incredible like seminars before, which is how this happened. Yeah. And I... I did that at a time where my, I felt my confidence had massively crashed and I was just fumbling around and I felt really insecure in myself mm. and it, it helped me. So why don't you, you tell us a little bit about your journey? I mean, your life story is, is really intense and pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. It was, gosh, it's so crazy. So I was born in Boston, Massachusetts to a bipolar single mother who, you know, she did amazing. I mean, my mom is my hero to this day, uh, but she struggled. And so she would stop her medication, get mentally ill and physically abuse me. And the police would come and arrest us and take her to a mental hospital and take me to foster homes. And this really happened from when I was like three weeks old all the way till I was 16. And there was sexual abuse, there was abandonment issues. I had lots of issues with my um, self-confidence, with my self-esteem. I didn't really feel like I was good enough. And I was, because I was home to home, kind of handed over. And so it raised a child who was very self-conscious of herself and always seeking validation. And when I was 17 years old, I joined the army. I was in the US army for 10 years. I married my high school sweetheart. We got into a drinking and driving accident where I broke my back and almost was paralyzed in the hospital. And it was really a wake-up call for me. Um, and I started modeling, thinking that that's what I needed. I was on magazine covers, in bikinis, seeking. I mean, I, I feel like my body, I guess, looked the best, air quotes, that it's ever looked. And I felt the worst that I'd ever felt about myself, which was so interesting. And the following year, my husband got into an accident drinking and driving on his own and he passed away. And that just shook me so much. And it was like rock bottom. Like I had, I had so much trauma and then my husband passed away and I was like, I can't do this. I wanted to control all delete my life. I met a man at a hair conference in Las Vegas because I was a hairdresser um, and an army soldier. That's a whole nother story <laughs> at the same time. And I moved to Australia to live with him and pretend to delete my life. He was a narcissist. I met another man that was just like him who was no good. And then I met my husband who was my personal trainer and he was into coaching and spirituality and self-development. And he just took me 
gently, you know, gently led me to this journey of working on my stuff. And within 12 months, I was a whole nother person. And I got so obsessed with this that I decided I want to help women, especially women who've went through hard things, really manage their minds and let go of the old stories and reclaim the life that they want to have. Not that they think they should have, but that they genuinely desire to have. So long story short, um, that's kind of the, the story as to how I came here and started doing this work. My gosh, there's so many things there that I, I really want to want to touch on and I'm talk like, about. Because, no, yeah. it's it's powerful, and it shows just how how strong you are. I think because there is a lot there that that is easy to get swept under and yeah. and lost behind. So yeah. I just I think I just want to take it step by step. Like you mentioned that you felt the worst about yourself when your body was quote unquote its best. And I do yeah. think a lot of women in their brains, they're like, if I have that perfect body, if I have abs, if I have a puffin booty, I'm going to love myself. My world's going to be great. I'm going to go mm. for that promotion. Life's going to be perfect. So talk to me about like why changing your body isn't the solution to finding confidence. Well, we know it's, it's an inner game. You know, I think it's really funny. We, we believe that when we, and I talk about this in the book, like when I, then I, so I can't be happy right now until I lose 20 kilos, until I lose five pounds, until I make the money, find the man, get my dream job. And so what happens is we believe that something outside of us is going to fulfill us and make us happy. But the reality is that our happiness, our joy, our confidence, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. And you can choose to have a feeling anytime you want, depending on what thoughts you're thinking in your head. So I'm going to get really coachy on you here. But when you're thinking certain thoughts, it makes you feel a certain way. This is the way all of our minds works. This is how we work as humans. So if I'm thinking really incredible thoughts about myself, I'm going to feel really great. And then the actions I take are going to be amazing actions. I'm going to get some great results. The flip side to that is that we think I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too tall. So when I, then I, and then we feel like crap about the current reality of our lives or who we currently are in the moment. And we can't be present. We can't find happiness until something outside happens. So I know you've probably seen it in your incredible work, by the way, that you do the incredible work that you do. I honor you for it because we need it. We need more of it. And you see that these women lose weight or get the money or find the man and they look in the mirror and they're still not happy. So it cannot be the external thing. This is an inside game that you have to look at what you're thinking about yourself. You have to look at the beliefs and, and the stories that you're allowing yourself to attach to and believe about yourself. But then how, if I like look in the mirror and I see my body and I'm like, oh gosh, this is an awful body. No one's going to love me. My I can't go out tonight. What steps can I take to start to change that conversation? Oh, okay. Great question. My favorite, my favorite book in the world is Byron Katie's Loving What Is. And she talks a lot about your mind and questioning your thoughts. Let's take the thought, I'm not thin enough or pretty enough to go out tonight. And in around the world, actually, there's a stat that says 90%, it's 89%, but let's call it 90% of women opt out or cancel plans because of the way that they look. So nine out of 10 women around the globe, this is a study that Dove did, um, are opting out of life, are choosing to cancel because they're not happy with the way they look about themselves. So this is a true thing that we do. I've done this myself in the past. So what happens is that she says, 
we don't inquire, we don't ask more about our thoughts. So we believe the BS story that we tell ourselves that we're not pretty enough or thin enough. And what does thin enough mean or too fat or like according to what? And I always say that when you compare yourself, when you say I'm not good enough, sorry, it's, it's directly correlated to comparison. Because if I say I'm not pretty enough, enough compared to who? In my head, I have a someone else that I'm thinking. I'm not smart like Dana. I'm not pretty like Erica. I'm not witty enough like Mary. You know, there's a, there's an other and we can't compare ourselves to other people. So when we realize that the thought that we're thinking is a conditioning that we've been served up, our family maybe told us, our boyfriends or girlfriends or the media maybe told us that, then we get to go, hold on. Is it true that I'm too fat? Because if I ask a size 22, if a 16 is too fat, she would say, Oh no. I want to be a 16. A 16 is going to say, oh, no, I want to be a 12. A 12 wants to be a 6. A 6 wants to be a 4. And so it goes. So what does too fat mean? According to what? That doesn't exist. And if you don't ask more of your mind, if you don't do the work on paper and start questioning your thoughts and why you think them, you'll never get freedom from that. That's so, that is so powerful. And I do, I think one of the most liberating things that I really started to practice is this idea that everything you think isn't true. Mm. Right. Like yeah. if I cause sometimes, you know, I'm what well, I'm on my period right now and I'm retaining water and I just I'm not feeling like my fiercest for the self. But even if my bot, my mind comes out with these horrible, sharp things, I don't have to listen to that. That's that yeah. isn't what I believe. Yes. So it's, it's Yeah, that's a powerful point. And, it, you know, it's crazy. We can't choose what we think. So I think a lot of coaches will go, you know, control your mind and control your thoughts. I'm sorry, but have you ever tried to do that in like meditation? The thoughts are like, did you take the trash out? Did you do this thing? You know, like I can't control my mind, but spot on what you said, we can choose what we want to engage with and what we want to believe. That is something that we have the power on. And just if you, those of you listening can, can hear that, like I have the power to believe whichever thoughts I want. Now they're going to come in and out. But the ones I want to attach to and take for a ride for the next four hours or the full day, don't attach to the crappy thoughts because you're going to have a crappy day. Like it's just, you can choose. And that's really powerful. And now you mentioned you fell into several bad relationships. And I do see this happening a lot with women who struggle with body image or confidence concerns is they go towards these guys that kind of, they make them feel worse. They like tear them down constantly. So talk to me about that and how, how can we learn to choose and pick partners that are better for us? Yes. Oh, so good. So yeah, I think, I believe, this is what I believe. I believe we attract what we secretly believe about ourselves. And so I was attracting men who were telling me and showing me how I wasn't worthy. I was putting up with, you know, I was teaching people how to treat me. And the good news is if you're teaching people how to treat you and you don't like it, you can reteach them. It's very scary. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to say no. You have to stop people pleasing and start putting you first. And beyond a fluffy Instagram quote, I mean, legit, like actually doing it, you know? And so I realized that all of those air quotes, bad relationships, I needed them. They were incredible for me because they they taught me that what I was settling for, they taught me how I used to speak to myself. It was manifested in that man, how he would speak to me, how he would treat me. It was only happening because I allowed it. And not only did I allow it, but I attracted it because I thought that's all I could get. 
And so when I started putting Erica first, I started putting myself first and I started thinking and questioning and journaling. Like I used to be so funny about journaling, but honestly, it's like such a game changer because it's basically for me when I journal is I put my mind on paper. So it's like doing a stock take or an inventory, like what's in there. And I just put it on paper and I go, oh my gosh, that is a bunch of crap. Like (laughs) no wonder I feel overwhelmed or I don't feel good enough. And then I start like picking it apart and extracting it. So if you are attracting really terrible relationships into your life, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a toxic boss, whatever that is, ask yourself, what is it that you're allowing those people to do? What is it that you're allowing in that relationship and why? And if you start unraveling it, you may find a belief like, this is all I'll ever get, or there's no one else out there, or there's no more men in the world, or there's no good men or good women, which is another BS thought that we think. And so unfortunately, our minds just gets to working on proving us right. So we will find little signs. Yep. See, they're all taken. See, there's no one out there for me. See, no one will love me. And so instead it's like, love you, you know, date yourself. I did a podcast on that. Like date your MFing self is what the podcast is called. You know, it's like, do you know who you are and what you want and what you love? And if you don't, please don't go out there and date because maybe there's more work to be done. You with you, you know, you with self, that relationship first. Gosh, I'm over here. Yeah, that's it. That's resonated with me so strongly. I mean, I've had oh an emotionally abusive relationship and oh, yeah. well, a couple, and I think it happens often when when you don't believe in yourself and you think, mm. well, this person does it because they love me, and this person yeah. does it because you know they call me this because it's true because I am this, yeah. and that's yeah. like now it's like, would I ever let a friend be in that situation? Absolutely not. But we do it to ourselves so often. We let ourselves be in those situations. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, I talk a lot about if you're, if you're wanting to change your body, let's say, because there's a lot of women who want to change their body. I've had two kids. My tummy is jiggly and wrinkly and all that jazz. And I would love to tighten it. I go to the gym. I would love to do that. So is it going to work for me doing that? Uh, in a way where I'm loving it, I'm appreciating it, I'm treating it well, I'm feeding it, I'm sending it love? Or do I look in the mirror every day and go, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Why don't you change for me? I hate you. And then I spend hours on the treadmill. Like I'm basically sending hate to my body and wishing that it would change by hating it. Like nothing that we love works like that. We can't raise our kids with hate and expect them to love us. We can't feed hate to our plants. (laughs) We know feed them water and neutralizer. We can't put fire on something and expect it to bloom into this beautiful thing. It's like, we need to treat it with love and appreciation and be gentle with it. And that's how things like that transform. So I think so many women want to change something about their lives, their bodies, their, their, their um, situations. And we do it with anger and hate. And that's, that's not going to get us anywhere, you know? Yeah, that's, that's such a great analogy to the, the plant and the, and the animals. You're absolutely right. And now what about, I think a lot of women struggle with like that kind of mean girl bullying where maybe a group of girls are being subtly mean to them or Mm -hmm. in the office and they have some colleagues or they have a boss, that kind of environment where it's not, it's not you to you, it's other people to you. And you don't really know how to navigate it for one reason or another. Like, what would you say to someone in that situation? Yeah. As a coach now and who I am today, I, when I look outwards into the world and I see someone doing something that's not really kind or being really angry or gossiping or, um, 
you know, just being mean to other people. Uh, this happens on social media. I'm sure you know, because it happens all the time. And I now look at it with the eyes of, I feel so sorry for what that person must be going through. Like they must be in deep pain in order to want to, you know, crumble someone else's, you know, tower. Like they must be so miserable themselves or in such a lack themselves for them to actually go out of their way to tear someone else down. And it never speaks on us. So if someone's talking badly about you, they're making fun of you, they're gossiping about you, or, or just being rude to you, it says nothing about you, my love. Nothing. It's everything about them. I mean, what kind of person they are, how their temperament is, their character. For you to talk badly about another woman or tear her down, you yourself must not be well and happy. And so this is this this sad thing where... You know, so many of us get trolled on the internet and this doesn't happen to me, but you know, sometimes, but not really. But so many people feel the need to attack other people on the internet or do the mean girl thing, like you said. And I now see that as a woman who's not secure in herself, a woman who's in an, in an abusive relationship at home or her parents or her family or her siblings treated her like crap. And the only way that she could gain power was to try to put people under her because she's powerless. A real power doesn't do that. You know, real power and real love gives that back. So you can only pass power from power. You cannot pass it from a place of lack or, or scarcity or, or picking on someone. That just shows us. And I know it's hard when it happens to us. But if you could develop this belief that what other people think of you is none of your business, which I think Wayne Dyer says, and that people will be wrong about you, because we don't even know who we are. I don't know who I am today, who I was last week versus who I am now, who I'll be in five years. I'm constantly changing and so aren't you. So how, if I don't know who I am, how can she or he or they know who I am? They're reflecting themselves. They're projecting their stuff on me. That's not me. You got me wrong. And so I say, let people be wrong about you. Like, let them be wrong because they will be. And I love, I love the idea of approaching it with that kind of that lens of kindness as well. Like, mm. I mean, I, I think you know this when I, yeah. with social media, I had to learn very quickly how to handle a lot of different opinions about me and views mm. on me. And it, for a while it was, it was very heavy and it was very overwhelming. And now I think I've, I've found that strength to take yeah. it with, take it with kindness and say, you know, we are all just, just trying to do the best we can with our own yes. struggles and our own pain and, yeah, take that approach. And speaking of social media, we've, I think so many of us have felt our views of ourselves and our lives and everything getting worse during COVID. Mm. Obviously the world's chaos, but also because we're on social media more. So like what kind of advice would you give for someone who is feeling worse about themselves and their lives right now? Ooh, with social media, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and be a little bit coachy right now, but I highly, highly, highly recommend that each and every one of us take responsibility for our digital energy and the Instagram and the Facebook and all the LinkedIn and anything out in the world that is a feed or a timeline or something where you scroll and it's your feed. That is your energy. That is your digital energy field. And so would you let someone really negative and nasty come into your house and lay on the couch and stay at your house all week or all day or for four hours in your car? Of course not. You know when someone feels yucky. You don't even want to hang out with that person. But why do we do it on the internet? You know, why are we not cleaning up our digital energy field? You know, our digital timelines. So 
this is a responsibility all of us have. I believe social media is neutral. It can't be positive or negative. It's a platform. It's an app. It's a phone. And so you have to look at how are you using it? You know those accounts that you follow that you know you shouldn't be following because you feel yucky following them or you feel bitchy or judgmental or catty or something comes up for you. You feel jealous or something. That feeling is your intuition going, ooh, nope, unfollow. Don't look at that. Like, don't look at that. And sometimes during COVID, we had nothing else to do. So we almost fed into the reality TV, the drama of, oh my God, have you seen Kim Kardashian? Have you seen, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Oh my gosh, because we have nothing else to do. And I'm like, spend that time doing something that's going to feed you and, and, and feel good for you versus deplete you and take your energy. So unfollow. Uh, if social media should make you feel great, it's an amazing technology and platform. If you don't like it, unfollow. Don't look at it. It's up to us as grown women to decide what's good for us. And we start with our phone. We start with our timing. We start with the, I go in there to, I look at your photos. I look at Megan. I have amazing women that I follow and I actually go there for inspiration. You know, social media can't kill your confidence. It's how we're using it. It's the user. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with that so, so, so much. I think it's, it is a platform, it is a tool, but it is up to us to yeah. just sort of set that boundary. And you, I mean, there was a, a real rise of like what's called hate following over COVID. I've seen oh, several yeah. articles talking about that, where like we follow accounts, not because we like them, but because we hate them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why would, why would we play that game? That's a really, why would we say, I want to go and feel angry, annoyed, vicious, mean. Why do we feed into that? We are better than that. (laughs) I will tell you why. We, we, our stuff is too much. There's too much stuff. So someone has stuff, you know, they're, they're the stuff we sweep under the rug, let's say, you know, the sexual abuse, the dad leaving you, the narcissistic partner, you're being bullied by your weight or your acne, all the stuff that we've, we all have stuff. Some of us have different degrees, but they're all things that bothered us in our past or our childhood. And instead of us dealing with that, you know, we just shove it under the rug and it's easier to walk over this lumpy rug every day and put on a fake mask and go, nope, can't deal with that. Let's go. Let's got to go to work. Got to be happy today. We put on the mask and we zip up our suits. Some of us have full body suits. I used to wear a full body suit. I didn't have a mask. I was like, let's just go ahead and be fake all the way around. And I can't deal with any of my stuff and my rug sweeping, sweeping, sweeping. And one day we have to look under there and go, oh my gosh, that's all the stuff that I've been avoiding. And that is where your magic is. It's say you're Pandora's box. Like it is really messy and hard to deal with your stuff. But let me tell you what, you will not gain your resilience or your lessons or your blessings. You can't unless you deal with it because all of that pain, the trauma, the hard stuff has a gift for us. It's like a gift in the poo. You know, you got to put your hand in it and it's gross and you're like, yuck, but in there is a gift, but you got to get your hands dirty. You know, it's, it's not easy work. And so I feel like we avoid it, to be honest. And it's easier to pick at her and talk crap about her because she's out there putting herself out there and I don't have to put myself out there. I get to just make fun of her and keep myself hidden when really only people who make fun of other people and gossip about other people, they have their stuff. They just haven't dealt with it. So I feel like we're too scared to deal with our stuff. And, you know, I encourage you, if that's you, to start looking at it. You know, pick up that book. Start working on your mindset. Start questioning your thoughts because you will always look out into the world and nothing will change unless you change yourself. Then your whole world shifts. My gosh, that is some incredible advice. And 
Erica, I can't believe how quickly this time has flown by. I could ask you a thousand more questions. But where, where can listeners find you? So I, I'm on Instagram like you all the time. I love it. I'm at the Queen of Confidence on Instagram. Um, I have a book that's come out um, called Confidence Feels Like S-H-I-T. Um, and that is out now. And that's probably the easiest, most accessible for anyone who can't pay for a coach or, you know, um, wants to work on themselves. It's a it's a step-by-step guide on how to create more confidence for yourself, how to cultivate it, how to stop people-pleasing and let go of the need to, to make other people happy. So you can do it for yourself. Um, my website, thequeenofconfidence.com, and the podcast, The Confidence Chronicles podcast as well. Okay, perfect. And my final question is, what is your favorite inspiring quote? Oh, my goodness. My favorite inspiring quote Oh, I have so many done. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I have to say Byron Katie because I love her. So she says, an unquestioned mind is a world of suffering. And I love that. Beautiful. That, wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah, we've got yeah. to go into the poo. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to go into there. There's a, put some gloves on. COVID safe. There's some gifts in there. <laughs> Thank well, you. On, on, on that note, thanks everyone for tuning in to Talking Out Loud. We will have another podcast up next week. So make sure you click subscribe. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.